Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Happy Monday. Thank you so very much. How are you? I'm good. Good. You look good. Thank you so much. Let's let's give them the news. Let's do it. From the Disney Parks blog, they have a new pocket guide um, from Plan Disney, and this one is to Disney's Polynesian Resort. That's right. If you've been following along with the Plan Disney Pocket Guide series, you can get that from the Plan Disney panel. Uh, on their Instagram account, and it is a uh, pocket guide that gives you um, an exploration uh, or a look at the resorts in the Disney Resorts collection. So far, they've done the Art of Animation, the Boardwalk, the Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, Caribbean Beach, Aulani, Wilderness Lodge, and Pop Century. And Ooh, I wonder what's going to be next. I don't know, but all of those except Aulani are in the Florida Walt Disney mm. World Resort. You're right. So maybe they will make their way at some point to Disneyland. Maybe. I'd like to see them do international ones. That would be fun, yeah. It would be. Um, the celebrity narrators have been announced for the Candlelight Processional this year. That's right. The uh, Candlelight Processional w- did not take place last year because of COVID. Uh, however, they will be back, um, taking place between November 26th through December 30th. Of course, we arrive on the 31st. Yes. Uh, which does kind of stink. Uh, the Candlelight Processional has its history going back to 1958 in Disneyland. Uh, and it has been around in Florida, oh God, for a, a long time now. Um, but they've got a number of celebrity narrators, including Cheetah Rivera, Jody Benson, Alton Fitzgerald White, Lisa Ling, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Blair Underwood, and Pat Sajak. You know who finishes up on December 30th? Neil Patrick Harris. No. John Stamos. No. Gary Sinise. No. Who? Pat Sajak. Oh. So if we were coming a day or two earlier, we could have seen Pat Sajak. Well, maybe Pat Sajak will extend a day if he hears that we're coming. Maybe. He'd have to stink two days. So there are also some other um, things taking place during the holidays around the World Showcase at Epcot. Uh, There will be a Los Posadas celebration at the Mexican Pavilion. The Canadian Holiday Voyagers will be in the Canada Pavilion. They will have a Chinese lion dance celebrating the new year. There will be a Hanukkah storyteller um, and other storytellers in France, Italy, Japan, Norway, and the United Kingdom. And then in the American Adventure, you can say hello to Santa Claus as he gets ready for his big day. Uh, And, of course, they will have a scavenger hunt um, featuring Olaf's holiday tradition scavenger hunt, and that is around the uh, World Showcase. Oh, it looks like they're doing the cookie crawl thing, too. Oh, they are doing the holiday cookie stroll is back. And um, the uh, parks will celebrate the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, presented by... Advent Health. Of course, they're back. Yay. So uh, lots of fun stuff going on in Epcot for the holidays. Yes. All right. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Magic Keyholder reservations do not seem to be available at Disneyland for the rest of 2021, which has some people pretty upset. That's right. You know, uh, Disneyland is more of a local park. Locals are there on the weekends. uh, And those who are Annual Pass holders, the annual pass program out in California is called the Magic Key, uh, and uh, they have uh, filled up their reservations. I mean, the park's only so big. Uh-huh. I get that. Uh-huh. Um, but they have, uh, because of the weekends, I guess Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day are pretty much booked. So yeah, the problem is um, they're booked for Magic key holders, but there are still there is still availability For if you purchase tickets. a ticket. Right. The big problem there is so these people who cannot book 
are people who bought the ticket without any blackout dates. Oh, wow. Just because their dates aren't blacked out. Doesn't all mean the ones, availability. All the ones that were allocated for these uh, key holders are gone. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's not right. Is that they're still going to let people in the parks, but they already allocated how many, you know, annual pass holders they're going to let in. Right. Now you have to pay. The, the only people who can get in are people who are going to pay. Yeah, that's And that's ridiculous. crappy. Because if that was going to be the case, then they sh- they could have just paid less money and gotten a ticket that had blackout dates. Right. So, yeah, very, very unhappy people over in California. So what they've done, let's just say park capacity at Disneyland is 60,000 people. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have 20,000 slots for annual pass holders. Right. And maybe they've sold 50,000 annual passes. Mm-hmm. Well, only 20,000 of those annual pass holders can make the reservations. The yep. other 30,000 have spent the money. Yep. And even though there are no blockout dates – the dates are still subject to availability. Yes. So, And it wouldn't be a big deal if the parks were full. Right. But that's not but the not, case. No. They're just full enough of magic key holders. Apparently. Right. Well, they could, of course, alleviate that by upping the number of yes. annual pass holders they allow in. But and, then they, they lose we, the single ticket price exactly. that they would bring And, in. of course, it's all about money. Yes. Don't worry about if your repeat customers are happy at all. But if you did buy a magic key... Some good news. Well, yeah, you get a member welcome package in the mail. However, you know, that's all you get. You can't actually go to a park and enjoy time in the park. But you get a you get a button and you get a pin and you get a lanyard. And you get a nice little map, an old school Mary Blair style map. Uh, you get a button which you can write anything on. Um, the commemorative pin is kind of nice. The lanyard, not a big deal. Um stylized map of the Magic Kingdom. Uh, and then you get a pamphlet, which explains your key. Uh, and I hope it explains the uh, blackout date situation. <laughs> so if you are a Magic Key holder, congratulations. And we hope you got your reservations for the holidays. Yeah. But let's uh, let's now talk about some happy things going on at Disneyland. Sure. Uh, so the monorail is reopening. That's pretty exciting. Um, Disney has shared a look at the cast members um, who are getting ready for that reopening. That's right. And they are reminding guests that, uh, of course, on any Disney transportation, face coverings are required to ride. Um, so the monorail did open on this past Friday. Uh, this, did you know this was the first operating monorail in the Western Hemisphere? Ooh, cool. And uh, it uh, opened in 1959. Okay. Yeah. At first, it was a ride through that went around the park and through Tomorrowland, and then they added a stop at the Disneyland Hotel. Okay. All right. So, welcome back, monorail. Yay. Cheryl's yawning, so I'd better move over to uh, California Adventure. This is not. This story is not going to make me stop yawning. Um, they are still working on refurbishing the World of Color um, equipment fountains. The uh, lake there is still drained down, so that you can see all the equipment. And they put up a teeny tiny little white tent that we don't realize what it's. That we, no one knows what it's doing, but that's. That's the big news. There's a tiny white tent. Yeah, I think the bigger news is that Paradise Bay, which is the body of water in front of Pixar Pier, is completely empty and devoid of water. Um, it is not the scenic, picturesque <laughs> so site not. that you want. <laughs> no. And I, I think, you know, we've we've mentioned this before that, you know, the water is just deep enough to cover all of these pieces for World of Color. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's water jets and water projection screens. There is so much e- equipment. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like you can't even walk down there without tripping on something. No, and, but it's, they do have, there's like, there's, there's uh, like metal grates as walkways. There's, but I mean, it pretty much, is that the whole lake? Does it fill that up? Is I mean, the whole it's lake. huge. It is. So yeah. 
very unattractive. Yeah, to not look at not right picturesque, now. and and hopefully they fix whatever they are working on. And uh, you know, they haven't even been in production with World of Color since COVID. Right. So um, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes them to fix that. And then also in California Adventure, uh, the Oogie Boogie Bash is getting a new character. Yeah. If you watched um, What If from uh, the the Disney Plus uh, special, uh, there was one about all of the superheroes turning into zombies. And uh, apparently Zombie Captain America is going to be at the Oogie Boogie Bash. That's right. Zombie Cap. Nice. Uh, No word on when he's going to debut in the parks. But uh, they did uh, put an audition out uh, on the Disney Parks tic- um, on the Disney Parks TikTok page. But Oogie Boogie Bash only has about two more weeks to go, so uh, maybe that'll be the finale. They better hurry and get Cap in there. Okay, um, seating has been removed from outside the Pim Test Kitchen at California Adventure. Yeah, and that just signifies that the land has now been open for a good four or five months. Uh, and those tables were initially set up during, you know, the height of COVID when they were still socially distancing. Uh, and they've taken the tables out now and just have a walkway. Okay. All right. This is our next story. All right. Let's shoot across uh, the country over to Florida. We're going to talk about the theme park hours that have been released through December 27th. That's right. Uh, let's see. From December 16th through the 27th, the Magic Kingdom opens every day at 9 um, on days that the Disney Very Merriest After Hours uh, event is held, the park will close at 8. Um, and then on those nights, the park will have the party from 9 to 1. So those dates are December 16th, 17th, 19th, and 21st. Outside of that, the Magic Kingdom Kingdom will close at 9 p.m. Uh, of course, if you're a Walt Disney World Resort guest in all of the parks, you can show up an half-hour uh, prior to the advertised starting time or opening time. Um, Epcot is going to open every day from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, if you're staying in a deluxe resort or deluxe villa, you get extended evening hours in Epcot from 10 p.m. to midnight on December 20th and 27th. Uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios is open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. And Animal Kingdom will be open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. Disney Springs, of course, 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. with an extra half hour at 11.30 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, Blizzard Beach will be open from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. from December 16th through December 25th. They have no hours listed for December 26th and 27th. Typhoon Lagoon remains closed. However, they did start refilling the wave pool and uh, the other uh, parts of the water park last week. That sounds promising. So that uh, that could be uh, um, some good news. That's great. So uh, that is uh, the park hours uh, for December. I'm waiting for the next release of park hours. I'm I'm curious what they're going to do for New Year's Eve, whether they're going to keep parks open till midnight, whether they're going to keep Disney Springs open till midnight. What what are they doing? We'll be there. We will. But we'll probably be in our room. Yeah, we will be celebrating Cheryl's birthday there. Cheryl's Cheryl's a New Year's Eve baby. Yeah. And uh, we've decided uh, to go away this year. Mm -hmm. And, And we're also cruising on January 3rd, so... We figured we'd get there a couple days early. Yeah, we have birthday plans. We're going to uh, see the Cirque du Soleil show uh, drawn to life. Yes, and that should be exciting. Yeah. And we'll, we'll let everybody know how it was. We will. All right, so uh, Magic Kingdom and Disney's Animal Kingdom have extended their hours in early November. Uh, so on uh, November 6th, the Magic Kingdom will open from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. 
uh, instead of 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And on Halloween, the Animal Kingdom will remain open until 8 p.m. instead of closing at 7. It will also remain open until 8 p.m. on November 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. Okay. Um, some bright blue paint has been added to the Splash Mountain Lightning Lane entrance sign. So yeah. it is drawing attention. Yeah, do not like it. No, uh, it's kind of a weird blue. It is a weird blue, and it doesn't match the blue underneath it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's... Not their best choice of colors. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that at some point, uh, you know, what they've done is a lot of these fast pass lines, they've just taken a new sign and overwritten the old fast pass with lightning lane. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure that as uh, time goes uh, by, they will replace the uh, signage with something that is more uniform. Maybe. All right. Um, So there's been guides out now for the Disney genie service. Um, It's somewhat complicated. Um, It's a great reason to have a travel agent uh, because you're definitely, if you're going to Disney in the next couple of months, you are going to need someone to explain this to you. Yeah, that's right. Disney Genie debuts on Tuesday, October 19th. And uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes along with that. Disney Genie is going to be part of the My Disney Experience app. So if you have the app, that should show up on Tuesday. Uh, don't know if it's going to require an update or if it will just uh, automatically pop up if when you open the app. Um, but uh, Disney Genie is essentially a, an optimizer for your planning. You can go in ahead of time, tell it rides that you like, attractions that you like, Uh, You can even tell it things that you like, if you like princesses or if you like Marvel characters, and it will go through and customize your day for you and give you tips and hints, and it will also give you forecasted wait times based on histories. What's the name of the other company that used to do this? Touring Plans. Yes. I hear it's very, very similar to Touring Plans, and I think toward the end, well, I mean, I guess Touring Plans is still around, but I think Touring Plans did end up having an app that would, you know predict your time, your wait times and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think exceptionally similar. Yeah, very, very similar. Um, and uh, yeah, that'll be available on the 19th. So check out your app. Um, also going live on the 19th is Disney's FastPass replacement. Uh, and that is Disney's uh, Genie Plus. That covers all except two attractions in each of the parks. Uh, and it allows you to schedule your rides and or attractions uh, just that like you day. could the old fast passes. Well, yeah, on that day you can schedule them. It's yes. very similar to Max Pass at Disneyland. Yep. Uh, there is a cost for that. It is fifteen dollars per. They like to say per ticket per day. Right. So it's per every person, person per who day. has a ticket. Right. I mean, if you have a family of five and one of them's a baby, that baby doesn't have a ticket. They don't charge for that. Right. So it is by the ticket. Um, and the final part of it is there the. <laughs> The unglamorous name, Individual Attraction Selection. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two rides in each park. Essentially, those would be the e-ticket rides um, that have a addition, an additional cost outside of the Genie Plus app. So, uh, you know, if you want to go to Epcot, Frozen Ever After, and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure are the individual attraction selection options in those parks. Those are going to cost anywhere between seven and fifteen to eighteen dollars per ride per person. Um, so, yeah, all this goes live on Tuesday. Should be a nightmare. It's if, gonna if it's, be. Yeah, if if Disney's IT history is any indication as to how things are going to go, it's not going to go smoothly. And I'm like beside myself about the cost. Yeah, it's 
just where we would like to go to Epcot for one day for, you know, around my birthday when we go down there. Uh, our tickets are $150 per person for right. one day. Right. So we're looking at $600. And then there's one ride that we really want to ride. So we'll probably end up having to pay another. Pro- I'm going to guess because it's going to be popular and it's going to be a busy day there, 18 to $20 okay. for each of us to ride that one ride. In addition to the fact that we paid $150 to get in that day. Our ticket, right. Yeah. And that doesn't get us in the lightning lane for any of the other attractions. No. Because if we want that, we pay another $15 a person. Right. It's insanity. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not affordable anymore. I mean, it's not even not even close. I mean, you're paying more for your ticket than you are for your resort by the oh, time yeah. you add everything on. And that's for if one you're person. you're staying in a value resort. Right. I mean, yeah. It's it's insane. All right. But let's, uh, let's talk about happier times. <laughs> um, <laughs> They are celebrating 50 years in the Magic Kingdom, and they now have added all sorts of uh, vintage ticket photo opportunities uh, around the parks. Uh, they have created some large-scale uh, uh, old main gate tickets. Uh, in the old days, for those who don't know, Disney used to operate on a uh, – you paid an entrance fee, and then you purchased tickets for attractions. Much like we're doing hey, now. Yeah. Except how much was the entrance fee? Uh, like $9. Yeah. Yeah. And then tickets were uh, – uh, you know, a book of tickets cost you 12 bucks mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Um, but they have all sorts of photo ops and props around the park. Uh, and those are through the uh, photo pass photographers. Um, so exciting things there. What else? Uh, we talked about Genie. We talked about Lightning Lane. All right. Let's talk about popcorn because who doesn't love popcorn? <laughs> There's a new Mickey Mouse 50th anniversary popcorn bucket at the Magic Kingdom. That's right. Uh, and that joins the new Minnie Mouse Sipper uh, that debuted for the 50th anniversary. Um, people have lined up around the park to get these buckets. The bucket is $18. There is, of course, a limit of two per person. And um, let's see. He does. What's the refill cost on that? It's usually the same as whatever the refill is. What is it, $1.50 or $2 or something like that? Yeah. Um, so unlike most of these popcorn buckets, the actual uh, lid for this is on the top of Mickey's head. Um, you the, know, Normally, they're in the middle of the body, so you don't get a, back to fill it head. with popcorn. Uh, it's not really convenient to eat from, uh, but it is a nice little souvenir. They are cute. Uh, the final FastPass kiosks, kiosks have been removed from the Magic Kingdom. Those were over in Tomorrowland. That's right. They were on the main bridge into the hub, uh, and that would be right next to... Um, the Laugh Factory, right? Across from the Laugh Factory, uh, in, right right, yeah, right there on that the old stitch, The old Stitch side there for Stitch's Adventure, yep. whatever that was. Yep. And that was a meet and greet by the time it left. Let's shoot over to Epcot. All right. Um they're still doing uh, work in Epcot as they're trying to get things um, finished up. Yep. Uh, however, it looks like the future play pavilion um, is going to be on hold. Yeah, we mentioned uh, before that uh, it seemed like the play pavilion was up in the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, that seems to be the case. It has been blocked off. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of work being done on the Wonders of Xandar Pavilion, which will house the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind attraction. And um, play just might take a while longer. Okay. Yeah, a very weird concept for a pavilion anyway. Yeah. And those things never work. No. Those interactive things, yeah. they just, it's never, they don't last long. Nobody likes them. No. 
Um, Living with the Land Holiday Overlay is returning for the 2021 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Yep, that is coming. It is uh, The overlay is known as Merry and Bright Night. It brings uh, festive lights and props that add a splash of color to the ride through the pavilion's greenhouses. And um, it was part of uh, last year's celebration, uh, which was scaled back due to COVID, but they were able to decorate Living with the Land. So it's a, it's a nice little option. So if you got that uh, that job, what was the job they offered last week? The, the plant geneticist. Yeah, you could be like working among the Christmas decorations you in the greenhouse. Be. You could be. Um, di- um, dining package pricing has been announced for the Candlelight Processional. And that's funny because there is no dining plan right now, but uh, in order to uh, handle some of the crowds for the Candlelight Processional, uh, four different restaurants will have dining packages. Um, all of the dining packages include an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert, or one buffet, plus a non-alcoholic beverage. And then each person is guaranteed one seat in a candlelight processional to be held that day. Uh, the restaurants that are going to have it are the Beer Garden, which is in the Germany Pavilion. Uh, the meal for an adult will be $62 and $35 for a children uh, ages 3 to 9. The Coral Reef uh, will uh, have the Meal for $74 for adults, $25 for children. The Garden Grill, $71 for adults, $46 for children. And the Rose and Crown Dining Room in the United Kingdom Pavilion, $63 for adults and $25 for children. Booking begins October 26th. Dining reservations may be made 60 days out. Um, reservations require a credit card guarantee, yada, yada, yada. Uh, if you do get the dining package, you will get your seating badges at your restaurant after your meal. And uh, that's uh, that's the deal. So it's nice to see that they're bringing back, uh, you know, a little bit of, of what we're used to, and that is the dining uh, packages. Mm-hmm. All right. The uh, Fast Pass kiosks have been removed from Hollywood Studios uh, near... Walt Disney Presents. Thank you. That's right. So uh, they they were in a small alcove across from Walt Disney Presents, across from the Vacation Club kiosk, uh, and uh, they're gone. Okay. That's that's the story. They were gone. I couldn't find them. That's right. That's why I didn't know the story. Um, the facade has been partially destroyed as demolition is continuing at Primeval World. That's right. Demolition continues. The, uh, let's see. The digital register queue system has been added at World of Disney. That's right. It is a new digital system that allows guests to proceed to the next available register. Uh, and they've also increased the area allocated to mobile checkout. So those are uh, mobile checkouts, a nice new option um, for people because you just scan your stuff as you're going along and then you check out. You know who has that uh, please proceed to register eight, please proceed to register no. You don't shop at like TJ Maxx, do you? No. That's what they do. They have It's a little voice and the little sign comes up and says, Oh, really? Yeah. We well, can please help you on register eight. Uh, what they've done is they've just eliminated a cast member because they had a cast member who used to stand there. Last time we were there, there were people like the next, the cashier would just yell, Next. But so people don't see it and well, then first off, everybody's people, standing for, there. It's, it's 15 people across. Yeah, you can't right? hear anything. Everybody's all the cast members have a mask on. Right. They've added a layer of plexiglass between yes. the guests. So now you've got to hear through plexiglass and a mask. Right. I can't hear to begin with. Right. And you've got people yelling. Uh, so they did have a cast member there at the end of the line directing people, but now they've just decided to go with digital signage. It's a lot easier. Yes. Provided people can read. Yes, that that would help. 
Um, the refurbished lobby at Saratoga Springs has reopened. That's right. It features uh, horse character portraits. And uh, uh, I don't know. The seating is a lot more unified than the old Key West lobby, which reopened last week. Um, it's still a little too modern for my taste. It's not attractive. No. It's the it's the furniture that's... I mean, the, the rest of it's beautiful, but the furniture is not. Yeah, the furniture is very hideous. It looks very 1960s. But in a Victorian-styled space, mm-hmm. you know, I, it, it doesn't fit. Okay. But they have added some large-scale photos of horses from Disney movies. Now, they had that before, but it was just a little they off were small, the lobby. They small character portraits. Yeah. And these are large. They're great. Like eight-foot-tall. Yeah. Uh, eight-foot-tall portraits. Uh, if you like, uh, you know, Angus from Brave or Maximus from Tangled. Um, even, oh, Destiny from Enchanted. So they're, they're pulling out all the stops. Uh, I do like Pegasi from Hercules <laughs> is stationed above the children's area. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they're, no, they're cool. They're, they're cool. very cool new paintings. Yeah. So, uh, the furniture stinks. The paintings are cool. Yes. <laughs> uh, Disney Cruise Line has announced some onboard credit that they're giving to, uh, guests on the D- Disney Wonder out of Galveston due to some itinerary changes. That's right. If you're sailing, uh, on the Disney Wonder out of Galveston, which, uh, they do start sailing out of there on November 19th, uh, a number of sailings has, have been modified. If you thought you were on the uh, Bahamian sailing to Key West and Castaway Key, you are now going to Costa Maya, Mexico, and Cozumel. Okay. Um, and those are sailings on November 23rd, December 7th, and your birthday, December 31st. Oh, and they don't even get to – they took away they Castaway, took away Key, Castaway too. Key, too. So well, key, yes. It's no Key West, no Castaway Key. Instead, you get Costa Maya and Cozumel. Correct. Mm. Uh, and then they had uh, one six-night sailing that was supposed to visit uh, Progreso, Mexico. But now, instead, they're going to Georgetown in Grand Cayman. It's interesting because I thought Grand Cayman wasn't open yet. Well, December third, twenty by December twenty first, I think they should be. They're reevaluating in yeah. January of twenty twenty two. Oh, um, well, I don't know. <laughs> but because they have changed these itineraries, Disney has given um, guests a four hundred dollar non refundable onboard credit that can be used toward purchases, uh, but only on those sailings. You can't move them and take the credit right. with you. Uh, so it's a nice offer. Um, also, if you're booked on those sailings, uh, you have until October 20th to move without a cancellation fee. Or, yeah, or cancel. Or cancel. Yeah. Right. Um, the mobile game Twisted Wonderland featuring Disney villains is going to be adapted into anime for Disney+. Plus. That's right. Twisted Wonderland is a mobile game that was created uh, by Anaplex and Walt Disney Japan. Uh, and uh, it's uh, inspired by Disney villains and focuses on characters attending the Night, uh, Night Ravens College. Uh, I have not played it uh, personally, um, but Twisted Wonderland is going to be an anime show that uh, is coming to Disney Plus, and it is expected to debut next year. All right. Um, Oscar Isaac said that Kevin Feige is feeling good about the upcoming Disney Plus show Moon Knight. That's right. Moon Knight is uh, one of the new Marvel shows that will be debuting in 2022. And uh, Kevin Feige. Um, did I say Feige? He did, you did. Mm. Uh, he, they don't want to count their chickens before they hatch, but they're both feeling very good about uh, Moon Knight. Uh, Moon Knight is very similar to, uh, I would say, very close to Batman, uh, okay. except in the Marvel Universe. Um Moon Knight is the story of Mark Spector, who's a mercenary who becomes, and, and this is where it varies from Batman a little bit, uh, is he is um, 
kind of possessed by an Egyptian god, but his style is very much like Batman. Okay. Um, so that show is coming, um, and uh, I personally look forward to it. Well, me too, then. Well, it's Marvel, and, and you've come to like things, Marvel. Uh, they, they haven't done me wrong yet. Nope. In Universal uh, Orlando, they are repainting outside of Honk Honkers in Seuss Landing. That's right. That's at Universal's Islands of Adventure, and they are working on the building facade. Uh, they do have uh, uh, construction walls up, uh, but because the work is being done in a cherry picker, you can see workers over the top of the wall. And uh, I just like to say, honk honkers. Honk honk honkers. I can't say it very well. Um, the, the Camp Jurassic Play area has reopened. That's right. And uh, that's uh, big news because it closed for refurbishment in August. And uh, it is now open. There are a couple of construction walls that are still up, but they have opened it and are allowing children back in. Fantastic. Yes. Um, the ban is going to be lifted soon for um, UK and European travelers who are coming to the US. This is going to begin on November 8th. That's right. The, they'll be back. So that means crowds should increase a little bit. Um, foreign travelers uh, can't will be allowed in the country, providing they are fully vaccinated and have proof of a negative COVID-19 test uh, from their home country. Um, you have to take three a test within three days of a flight back to the USA, and you have to have proof of negative test before boarding. So, uh, and that's even for Americans who are flying abroad. Mm-hmm. So, good news there. And then our last story today: Legoland is celebrating its tenth birthday. That's right. They're celebrating uh, their 10th birthday. Happy birthday. Welcome to Double Digits. Um, And they are opening up a new ride in 2022 called the Pirate River Quest, which uh, calls back to Cypress Gardens, which is what used to be on the Legoland site from 1936 to 2009. And Cypress Gardens was known for their boat tours that went through the canals of Cypress Gardens. And uh, Pirate River Quest is going to utilize that same uh, waterway. And it will be done in a Legoland version with Lego pirates seeking treasure from Lego minifigure monkeys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, welcome to that. And then, of course, they've also got the Peppa Pig theme park, which I think we talked about last week. We did. Which is going to be opening soon in uh, 2022 as well. You have any closing thoughts? Not today. All right. So until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.